you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett. I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Courtney Robertson. You can find her at CourtneyEngel.com. She also does a ton of great work over at learn.wordpress.org. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> Longtime listener, now a guest on the show. And you kept popping up in uh, social media around uh you know topics related to wordpress and learning and instructional design i knew we were eventually our worlds were going to collide and we were going to have a conversation which i'm i'm really excited to do today um let's talk about wordpress and the challenges of learning it and you know there's there's uh advanced users there's beginning users there's beginner developers there's advanced developers there's the agencies and the freelancers that you know make money uh, serving clients in this niche. And there's like product companies like mine that like, you know, need to be able to operate in this ecosystem. So what, what is the, how do you frame in the learning curve challenge of WordPress with all these different user types? Oh man. And then add to that different learning styles, languages, okay. human languages, that is, uh, and various accessibility needs too. There's a lot going on with that. <laughs> it's it's a whole lot. I have been teaching WordPress for a long time, and we often will run through user things and then move on into development. That was the case when I taught in high school and boot camp and a few other places. To meet such a vast array of needs, we have to think that just like WordPress, the software keeps evolving. We need to keep evolving the type of training that we have available. We need to keep that training very current and to make it as accessible as possible. I'm really passionate about making sure that people from all walks of life don't have any barriers to entry in this process. If we open source the software itself, then the education and the training for that, I really would like to see just as available as it is reading a P2 post or joining a Slack channel, making that making sense out of all of that. There's never really been a shortage, or at least not since the very early years, <laughs> has there been a shortage on resources to learn about things. But there's also been maybe a need to be filled about how to sequence that, how to do it in an order that makes sense, and how to provide the resources for all stages of the learning journey from I need to learn how to set WordPress up or somebody built it for me and I need to know how to make a post all the way up through, I'm a full stack senior dev training a team of people and need to continue my own learning journey. And what does that look like? Because the software keeps changing and the tools that we use keep changing with it. So being able to account for that process, I feel is just as valid and important and getting the community's feedback and the community's input around what needs to be there in a way that lifts all ships, right? A rising tide can lift all ships. So making that more accessible to the public at large, I think is really valuable. So what's the mission of 
uh, learn.wordpress.org. Why was that created? What is its purpose? Right. So uh, behind the scenes, I'm quickly referring to how we word this on the training team. The training team is one of the official make.wordpress.org teams. And we have been around since 2013. We do similar work to docs, but we are a little bit different in some of our process. The mission for the training team, I think, helps set the context for learn. The mission on the training team is that the WordPress training team helps people learn to use, extend, and contribute to WordPress through synchronous and asynchronous learning, as well as downloadable lesson plans for instructors to use in live environments via learn.wordpress.org. So the learn platform can help folks from direct learners to meetup organizers to people that facilitate training for others. It's kind of vast. And that's why it's such a big, long time coming platform uh, for the team. So Learn launched, learn.wordpress.org launched in the end of 2020. And the training team had been responsible for a lot of the lesson plans. We saw during COVID the need for some other types of formats to come along since we weren't having as many WordCamps and WordCamps were not in person. So also on Learn, you will find video-based workshops. And those workshops have an extension of discussion groups. They often happen in Zoom, but sometimes they're happening on Slack-based chat messages as well. And the content that we see that's there is in the video workshops, the intended audience is the direct learner. We see people watching at any hour of the day, participating in chats uh, and the discussion groups at all types of hours available as well. But also, I believe that some of the meetup groups have shown the video as part of their meetup time when they perhaps want to cover a specific topic. Lesson plan area, we have seen programs like Girl Develop It over the years, uh, and I myself have used it in a high school and a boot camp setting for training students through that program. There are a lot of ways that those lesson plans can be used, and they are just the same as the licensing around what we see on WordPress.tv. As far as anyone could come and use it and make use of it, um, it would be falling within the, I don't know the technical terms, I'm not sure if it's under Creative Commons or GPL type of things, but that spirit of people are free to come and make use of this. That is awesome. Um how is uh, how does like video fit into this like i just go into my story and i also see it a lot in people uh in the lms community that i'm around and membership site building and all this stuff i learned wordpress first by going to youtube and like watching a tutorial and i see there's a lot of action on youtube but um you know, people are often left like it's incomplete or they don't have the right foundation or it's a video for a developer, but they're a regular user. How does video fit into, or, or let me just broaden it out to like different learning styles too. Mm -hmm. I, I love video. My business partner, Thomas Levy, hates video. He wants to read because he's a developer and he's, he's video is too slow for him. Like, how do you how does multimedia and all these different options come together in a cohesive way? Yeah, great question. So at this time, at the time of this recording, we're actually going through a UX audit. That means usability user experience audit of the learn.wordpress.org platform. We have the lesson plans. We have these video workshops. Um, we have a lot of types of users of 
platform or potential types of users, spanning many different career roles, many different learning journeys, all of that. What we know for sure that we need is more of a choose-your-own-adventure approach to how people navigate through the site and access all of these materials. We know the opportunity for these materials is really, really big. But what we need to do is improve the journey of I'm new here and what can I get into? What can I learn? Let me pick and choose where I need to start. Identifying what I already know and what I would like to learn. When you don't know what you don't know and you face maybe things that aren't in the best flow for you, it makes it not the best experience. So we're working on that part of the process and we invite people to come and help shape that and form that. Uh, But to address different learning styles that are there, we know that some people learn best by literally going to the docs and reading the docs. And so our team has been working more closely with the WordPress docs team that is responsible for what we see at wordpress.org slash support or developer.wordpress.org. They're responsible for the content there. Um, so we're working more collaboratively with them. We often refer to their material as source material for what we're doing. That's putting a high priority on having their material up to making sure everything that has come out in a recent release has been tracked. Likewise, um, some people learn best through video. Some people learn in short bursts and some people learn with just let me kick back and absorb this for a long period of time. Some learn through discussion groups and the ability to interact with others. We're working towards having more user learning styles addressed. As a public educator, I had college coursework that helped me learn about how to learn. And people learn in so many different ways. I think there's between four to eight different types of learning styles. Some people are tactile, let me do the thing. So there I think about some of the places where folks learn how to code and they make you do the code go write the code and it will auto check you in that process. I don't think we're going to see that real soon with something like learn, but some people learn by doing, some learn by hearing, some learn by seeing it, some learn by talking about it, by reading. There are many ways to go about this approach. Um, So it's definitely in the vision of having that learning style and all the LMS people will completely relate and understand this, especially if your content is about technical things being able to easily swap out that as a release changes some feature, you know, down to the nuances of in WordPress, we see that the latest release changed the block toolbar. We have screenshots of that everywhere. Now we need to go and change that everywhere. And so that's easy in a picture, sort of. We need volunteers that like to do that kind of thing to help. But for videos, that means re-recording. And so chunking it down so you can drop and swap little pieces would be really important there. That's awesome. Um, one of the benefits of running a podcast is I get to get free consulting. So I'm going to ask you a, a question. <laughs> um, so Lifter LMS is about almost seven years old. And many of our users and customers wear their first introduction to WordPress. Mm-hmm. And the way that so not only do we have to help them learn our tool, we have to help them learn WordPress. And, and some are already familiar, but many are brand new. Uh, one of the things we've done is we've licensed the, the WordPress 101 course from Sean Hesketh over at WP 101. Love and that. Use that with my students, in fact. 
It's great. It's great. Sean's a great guy. And the content is basically like a tour of the dashboard. So this is what everything does. And it, it kind of lays a foundation. Um, and then we have our own like quick start course where we teach like the 5% of the tool that is the most important to kind of get people moving. But then the challenge comes up that because WordPress is so infinitely customizable and all these tools are interoperable with each other and you can make all kinds of different use cases, the learning, uh, it becomes more challenging. Like what advice do you have for a company like ours where we're trying to help people onboard and then just help them grow, but the path ahead, there's infinite options of what they're going to do with the tool. Yeah. That's a good one. So one of the things that I love about WP101, and I've also used the WP101 plugin that adds some additional extra and allows me to embed those videos inside of a LearnDash or Lifter LMS type of approach. I had used LearnDash previously. Um, so that is amazing in that not only is it about WordPress itself and what comes core in WordPress, but it extends if you install Jetpack, if you install Beaver Builder, if you install this or that, you get specific customized coursework that is about that as well. And I enjoyed being able to make use of that when I was teaching students up through using a page builder approach. Here's all the extras and the most popular and common things. Here's um, Ninja Forms and how to make use of that. Focusing in on a few that are the large players or that you see people commonly interfacing with. I think is really valuable. Um, also, continuing, I, I listened to the interview with Vito right before we went to record, actually, and um, over at WP Feedback. And so I was really struck by how he said uh, chunking down again and swapping out his content. So he has training for that particular service available for the clients and making sure that he it gets in front of people's faces that they have added new features and so there are new features to learn about. So synchronous with the release ships, now you need to update your docs and your video coursework and any other type of knowledge-based material all together in cadence with that release. And I think when the releases happen and products and services change what, what is possible when we add new features, in those release announcements, it's a really key place to let the developers that are using your stuff know and let the end clients that are entering the data or whatever they're doing with it also know, here's where you could go find the training related to this new feature, making sure that it's continuing to remind them we've added or included, we've updated, we've whatever has happened. And so getting in front of their faces with a kind way of saying, continue. We've answered this request and here it is. Very cool. Very cool. Um, one of the things I'm seeing among the development community in WordPress is um, like, well, I'll just use Thomas as my example, my, my partner. He uh, He's very into React and JavaScript and he's just, he's just charges ahead into the future. Even when the um, the WordPress docs are 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 not totally there. He's he's able to manage and just be on that cutting edge, and I love that about him. 
I see a lot of other developers struggle with change. Um, how much, like, what can we do to, I, I guess I'm just trying to get a sense of the health of like the develop development community and a fast evolving product, whether it's the block editor, whether it's react or whatever the, the technology of the day is where we just, we're in a complex adaptive system and how do we move WordPress forward without leaving people behind and, and, and uh, solving this learning in a, in, a, in a rate of change that's accelerating? How do we do that? Yeah. So uh, my high school teaching experience was great in that I got to work with youth who they were in some ways a blank slate, right? So they didn't know one way or another. And... Um, it was a clean slate to be able to help train them. I've also worked in corporate training and providing training to my clients. And, you know, they're used to one way. Think about classic editor versus block editor. And I was used to doing it this way and I don't want to learn a new thing. And, ah, right. And the same happens even if you're on the programming side of things. I was used to doing it this way. And now there's this other way. And how do we deal with all of that? Um, in that process, I think having material that has the input of what's happening in the ecosystem, not just the team has a good idea. And so the team does a thing. I come from a Botech as a high school teacher. So my job was to create what the curriculum should be. But I did that with advisors in the context of a career technical school or a Botech. And so we had employers in the industry that said, here's what we're hiring for and what we need. Can you help get us the people ready. And they're thinking a few years down the line, as far as a job pipeline goes and how they're going to train people and work with them. They had a very vested interest in what we were doing in our classroom. They had hiring needs for that. Likewise, the ongoing professional development is something I'm still kind of kicking around. I spent some years working for the events calendar when it was owned by Modern Tribe. Loved my journey through that process. It really helped me understand both of the products side of the company at that point, which was the events calendar and its sub products, right? It's sub plugins and SaaS offerings. But also I got a little peek into the agency life too and what that development journey looks like. I didn't necessarily work in that side, but I know that there was ongoing training, ongoing evolving ways of doing things. And so learning the languages is a great step in that direction. And we certainly can work on that. And I think within the context of learn and the training team and things, um, we have ideas around teaching the actual programming languages themselves and doing justice to the creators as well, right? They're open source projects themselves. And so positioning things in a way that do you want to get more involved? Here's how, to, how those projects, whether it's the language, the build tools, all of the code sniffers and all of the geeky stuff, right? Uh, how to benefit rise, rising tide lifts all ships again there. But I really would value the feedback of employers and also those that are doing ongoing training and within the company, getting a picture of how are you continuing your own development. As a teacher, I know that I had to go back for more college classes pretty much nonstop. Um, it's part of the education profession. I know that the medical world faces this. And in technology, we know that things are constantly evolving. We're the, the reason that it is. But also we need to help each other uh, through that process and make sure that we're continuing to learn and that we account for that journey. 
a lot of folks will think that creating something, oh, it's just easy. You just do this and this and this. And as an educator, I say, wait, time out. Like that's not easy for some people. I had a huge obstacle myself, even though I had a, it was a lone single simple C college programming course. I had a hard time figuring out what I was doing in PHP and it wasn't simple and there wasn't materials. And even with an abundance of materials available now, there's no logical flow to find it, especially if you're turning to sources like YouTube for your training. If you respond to video, there's a lot of good stuff in YouTube, but there's also things that are very opinionated or not timely anymore, or um, could just overlook, you know, think about if you've been in, uh, well, even in high schools, but specifically, I think about in colleges, the professors I had that were not part of the education program and were never taught how to be good teachers, you could tell. And so we make it look easy to the end user. That's our goal. The person that's learning should feel like it's easy to learn. It's there's there's details involved in making it feel easy for that person to learn. That's awesome. I want to dig in a little more on an area you were talking about, which is vocational training. So learning in order to get a job, ideally a well-paying job that you love. If we look at at the WordPress ecosystem, um, it's extreme in my experience. And also one of the ways I learn is I do masterminds with like other WordPress product owners and things like that. So we learn together, we discuss our challenges and whatnot. But for myself and many others, that hire WordPress developers, it is extremely challenging to find people with um, an adequate skill set for what we're looking for. It's extremely challenging, and uh, and we're happy to pay for it. Is to me, it's it just it's there's like a disconnect. There's like this demand, but then there's this this wall of pe- getting people to a certain level across, you know, multiple multi areas of skill sets that they're going to need. How do we how do we solve this in WordPress? Is that is that on us as a company to create the training? Is it on the community? Like, is it on lynda.com, Udemy? Yeah, like, how I've, do we how do we solve this? All of those programs are really great. I've taken I've taken the LinkedIn learning stuff. I've taken Udemy. I have gone through Treehouse. There's a lot of really good resources, right? What we don't have is We'll never get to a point where everybody has a universal, here's what we want for a tier two tech support, somebody that knows a little code, or here's what we want for our entry level devs. But we can get to a generally accepted spot, I feel like that would be reasonable. The methods of training people have right now, they could go the traditional route of I'm going into a college computer science program. And there you will find a solid foundation in understanding of programming concepts, but perhaps a lack in open source awareness or specific languages and frameworks within those. So I don't know of a lot of places that would be yet teaching React at a college placement. JavaScript, sure, it's been around for 26 years, but they may also be getting a lot of other languages too. And so uh, at a college point, I think a computer science degree can be super valuable at understanding how to think about programming and just how to be a good learner. Also, if we're looking at boot camps, which I have instructed, I was a faculty member for Code Differently Boot Camp for about a year and pioneered their WordPress development boot camp program. I am hard to find any other boot camps offering WordPress that is 
developer oriented. I find a lot that are more towards content marketing and creating your own business out of that program. So I find a lot of how to use WordPress, the software, not planning for people to start dabbling with uh, plugins, themes, et cetera, other than to pick one out and use it. So if the goal is to hire for companies that are creating a plugin or a theme or a SaaS that interfaces with WordPress, the resources aren't there's not really a great job pipeline for that at this time, meaning there's not a great span of an agreed upon set of skills that we need an entry person to get. And also a lack of PHP education, unless you're specifically looking at Laravel. So Laravel is another uh, PHP framework. There's not a lot happening as it relates to PHP in boot camps. There's a mindset of we're going to train people with a generally front-end mindset. The catch is that front-end devs in WordPress and tree front-end devs still need to understand nuances about things that would otherwise be thought as back-end just to put a theme together. So for the WordPress people that, that understand this part, the template hierarchy would be almost bordering into what a boot camp would consider back-end even though the goal is to put the WordPress theme together for a very front-end experience, how that gets assembled, people that are not familiar with a content management system or WordPress in general have a disconnect happening mentally at that point. And it's an area that I would love to see the community rally behind and say on learn, hey, here's what we need. Um, it's a spot that I think would help level the, like help people that aspire to get into this have a clear roadmap of how to do that. I know that recently Matt Mullenweg also indicated that contributing to open source is a great way through that process. I'll tell you the way that I learned and joined the training team, foolish, silly me in 2014 was all about post formats. And uh, we saw that post formats weren't as big of a deal in WordPress as we eventually thought. But that was actually how I learned PHP more proficiently was to figure out how to do, how to write a lesson plan as a for a user and how to write a lesson plan as a developer wanting to implement that. And so it helped me learn in that process too. It was pretty interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, is there a certificate, like a certificate? You mentioned uh, getting into some badging or certif certification. Yeah. And uh, what do you see in WordPress in regards to those things? And like you said, there's a lot of stuff like uh, around teach, teach you how to become a freelancer or agency owner and stuff like that. But on the development side, what, what's out there? Yeah, so WordPress already uses badges if you contribute to various make teams. And it will also note if you have spoken at an event. So if you look at some profiles, you might see someone has worked on a plugin. They might be the developer of a plugin, or I think there's one for if you're a support staff for a company that owns plugins, there's a way to sort of file that. The same thing is true with themes. If you contribute to the WordPress.tv team, there's a badge for working on that team, as opposed to being a speaker at a WordCamp who has their video published on WordPress.tv. There are badges already in place. And um, during last year's State of the Word, which is Matt Mullenweg, co-founder of WordPress, his address to the WordPress community. And this is an annual address that would be considered really his most important or significant one addressing the WordPress community. 
I asked that very question, like, where are we going with this with Learn? And um, what are his thoughts around that? We have had discussions over the years about WordPress certification. And just having a flat out certification process could be heated and have a lot of opinions because then employers need to enforce that. If on the flip side, there are badges that coincide with completing a course, say that we on Learn have actual courses, aside from lesson plans or video workshops, putting together an entire course program or perhaps even bigger than a course. Um, So if you think about, again, I refer back to my school years myself. If I were a high school student in one particular grade, I had multiple courses that year, right? So if you have a whole series of something, by the end of that, I'm dodging naming anything because we're still figuring out what that name of that should look like. But if you have multiple courses that roll up to something, then having a badge for that something might be really helpful on the employer side of things when they're reviewing profiles for who they want to hire, um, checking to see if people have the skills that they have, giving people ways to continue their own personal learning journey through that process. All of that is wide open and we're green lighted to continue working on that. That's awesome. We, we have that feature in Lyft LMS, by the way. We call them course tracks. And right. some people turn that into a degree program. Some people call them learning paths, learning journeys. It goes by a lot right. of names. So I, I get the challenge there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Naming things can be hard. I'll tell you, like even yeah. the word chapters could yeah. refer to a segment of a video or it could refer to the five minutes about that one little piece of that entire course. Something so we've chapter. learned. Just a pro tip in development that we've learned at building a product is giving people the ability to rename something isn't powerful. Like some people are like, I don't want to call it a course, I want to call it a class, or I want to call it this other thing. It's yeah, it's a module, it's a section, it's a chapter. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to dig in on a concept that I'm super passionate about, and I, I'm sure you have some thoughts around it, which is social learning, both in this context with WordPress. Um, you know, there's and, and there's a couple different versions of that. There's the in-person thing, which makes WordPress really special with meetups and WordCamps and these kind of things and other niche WordPress events that happen both uh, for-profit or in a more nonprofit style. Um, and then there's all the online stuff from like forums to Facebook groups to, uh, you know, websites and all kinds of stuff where it's, there's content, but there's also conversation. What are your thoughts around social learning? How does it work? And and maybe what does WordPress do really well there? Because it's, you know, it's the bazaar, not the cathedral or whatever. So there's all these like conversations happening all over the place, not just from the Pope. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, so WordPress does this really well. People are all making their own training and I love it. Um, And I'm not in any way saying we should ever detract from that. I think there's a lot of value in that. I also think about all the ways that I learn. I, um, as I was going through the bootcamp, I was also reading Brad Williams' book about WordPress plugin development. Um, And so there were book studies that I did. There were video courses that I took myself through that process to sort of evaluate what my students could use and need in their journey. I looked at docs articles. I looked at this. I looked at that. The more formats that I could refer to, the more ways that I could reinforce my learning journey. So sometimes a little bit of repetition, but in different formats 
can be really valuable when you hear somebody teach the same thing, but in several different, like different ways or different people teaching roughly the same concept, you start to gain an appreciation or a deeper level where um, eventually you hit the point where you just, you know it and you don't have to think as hard to get to the answers. Uh, I think that a lot of that is really valuable. I think also having the social side of it, WordPress is great at gathering people in person when we can get through the coronavirus affecting the entire globe. Um, I really look forward to being back in person. And I've shifted roles recently into working at GoDaddy Pro in field marketing, which means we sponsor events and I handle some of the, the sponsorship of things. I also get to go to events and, oh man, I can't wait for that to be a good option for, for me again to do that. Um, I joined the training team because we had a contributor day and I met people and I learned about how the teams work and how the stuff happens. So I learned a lot by going to an event, hearing the people present at the event. I learned a lot by talking to people in the hallway. I learned a whole lot by joining one of the teams and getting to interact in person with them. I also think that there are times and spaces where I have had some years where I had to step away from things. I had children and I couldn't get to meetups when I was, my husband has a job that is considerably long hours as well. And I had two children within 14 months. And so that's my years when I worked at the events calendar and was sort of off the radar for much else because I could clock in and work in support and other release communications endeavors during my kids' nap time before or after they got up when they were little babies. So um, that's what worked for our family. And I couldn't get to meetups, but if meetups would have been available online during that same time span, I would have been more able to. So I'm thinking a little through what that hybrid experience afterwards is going to look like. For some people, being able to jump in online, yeah, it's not as exciting as being in person, but I wouldn't have been able to go in person. There was no way I could have. So we've removed that barrier in some senses, and that's been really good. Um, I think that there's just different formats and different approaches also for different personalities. Our introverts and our extroverts might learn differently and to make space for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I just I recently spoke at a WordCamp in Rochester and then another one in Phoenix just from the same office I'm in right here. And I was like, this is cool. This is no this plane is great. needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, and also I just want to give a, for the listener, if you're listening in your earbuds, or if you're watching this on the Lift Realness YouTube channel, I just want to give a shout out to Chris Lemma, who put on an event called Cabo Press. I was not really involved in the WordPress community. I mean, I was, I was building an agency. This is pre Lift Realness. Well, actually in the early days of Lift Realness, building a product, doing, um, serving clients, you know, trying to keep, put food on the table, create some jobs and, uh, try not to burn out in the process. And I saw a post from Chris Lemma about this thing where these agency and product people for in WordPress were kind of getting together. You know, I'm a big believer in masterminding. So like, what the heck I, I went and I just, it was one of the best decisions I made in terms of being social about learning and, uh, just meeting other people just like me who are into all this, like, online stuff and this niche was amazing. So getting out of the building is super important. And later I've done lots of word camps and meetups and, and stuff like that, but it's, uh, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. I saw a picture float by 
close to that same time frame that you're referring to. Um, I got to meet Shane Reed and Peter, who are the partner owners at Modern Tribe. And I forget which of these gentlemen posted the picture, but they had gotten together some years ago with comparable agencies in the WordPress ecosystem that could have been seen as competitors. Mm-hmm. But the partners of these companies got together for a mini retreat experience. Obviously, it would have been some years ago at this point. And they were able to talk through ideas about WordPress serving the enterprise world. So those that have very large scale websites, what I would give to be a fly on the wall for their hiring needs at a place like that. Uh, It just was really fascinating to me to see those that would otherwise be competitors talking through some of these things, the same challenges, needs, um, mindset things that they needed to go through. And so even in those contexts, getting together to go through some of that, that's, that's freaking amazing. Also shout out again, I I loved working at Modern Tribe. Um, we got to go to Panama for a week while I was there paid. And that was my first time away from my littles. And, uh, it's been a while since I've been out of country. When I took that trip, the value of having your team get together, having your teams inside of a product plugin type of company, um, having people gather and share ideas in person is also really valuable and um, contributing in kind of our own internal hackathon day was probably the highlight of my time there. We got to do creative stuff that we otherwise couldn't do when we were busy dealing with the regular day-to-day. That's awesome. I was uh, in Santa Cruz, California, meeting up with my co-founders of Lifter, and we met up with Shane from Modern Tribe and uh, had a great conversation, later went running with him and uh, just picking up all kinds of uh, nuggets of wisdom there. And, and a similar thing has happened where I've been at a, a private WordPress event and gone out with what you would consider my competitors and just shared ideas. And I mean, the concept there, which is really relevant to WordPress is the infinite game where somebody doesn't have to lose in order for somebody else to win. So we can just move this industry forward together. And sure, we're, I, I consider it friendly rivals versus yeah. competitors. So right. Um, I want to get one more nugget of wisdom out of you before we go. I know you have some uh, background in high school experience. Yeah. So this web world and developers, it's all moving really fast. The traditional school system has a really hard time uh, like having an end-to-end learning solution. But if we go back to more just traditional education with the classroom, um, you you had you had used the LMS to augment the experience, an online LMS to augment the experience. How does a traditional school teacher or school, you know, we we're and I I often have to remind myself we're cutting edge, we're in tech, we're you know really far, we're like seeing the future. But there's mm-hmm. these legacy industries that are still kind of catching up with going online or, or implementing technology in a way to, that helps. What, uh, how, how can traditional schools use an online LMS? So the first intro into open source and or LMS world. I've had college classes, by the way, on using LMSs. The one that I had was about using Moodle. Yeah. And 
This would have been in 2006 or seven, roughly. And e-learning is not new. It's not. <laughs> it new. is no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. So my needs were this: I was a high school teacher in at that point, not in a Votech, but in a regular ed classroom, and teaching Microsoft products and getting students prepared for the Microsoft exams. I needed to collect the files. My district, before they hired me, had somebody that had just retired who trained my mother to be a teacher, literally. And so her method was typewriters and print the papers, right? And that doesn't teach me on the resumes if they're hitting space bars or tabs like I tell them to. So I needed to electronically collect the files. So I ran my own Moodle server to gather the files, right? I needed to get their files and look at them electronically. And so I found my own way to do that because the work provided laptop didn't include a floppy drive at that point. And I had no means of otherwise collecting the files efficiently. I also used a WordPress-based LMS when I was teaching at Avotech. And there it was, I had lots of links and resources to direct students to, and I wanted to track their progress through, did they see this page and do the thing? And I could not gather that type of feedback from a using just a website, right? So eventually I found WordPress. I couldn't find a way to track them that way. So I, I definitely knew I needed an LMS to do that along with some quizzes and gradebook feature add-ons and things that would augment what I was doing in my regular classroom. And what was really nice is that it was a lot easier to distribute the links and a lot easier for students who are out sick to get the replay and catch up. Yeah. I mean, the internet was literally invented, well, for military, but also education stuff, transfer of knowledge, professors yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Courtney, this has been an awesome conversation. This is Courtney Rob Robertson. Um, where can people uh, get involved with your work or, or see you around uh, with GoDaddy? Yeah. So if you are interested, we have meetup events of our own that we run at GoDaddy at events.godaddy.com. And I'll be in the ones that are North America centric. Um, and you can check into the GoDaddy Pro area for that. You could also find me at lots of the WordCamps <laughs> and WordPress related events online, hanging out. And if there's a sponsor booth, look for GoDaddy and you'll find me in the booth. Likewise, hopefully in the future in person, but I get to hang around with Sandy Edwards, Maya Lankar and Adam Warner, who are all great people. You could also find info about the training team for WordPress, the ones that wrangle the content that goes on learn at make.wordpress.org slash training, make.wordpress.org slash training. And there we have recently put out a call for folks to help with UX testing. We want some feedback about your real experience of using learn.wordpress.org and also to watch you if you're interested in joining a little cohort kind of a group to do some UX testing for us gather some feedback in that regard. Um, they're kicking off in the very near future. So you can find me in all those places or at CourtneyAngle.com. And also follow her on Twitter. She's she's always got good stuff out there. And uh, Courtney, thanks for having this conversation. These are like my favorite topics. We're talking about WordPress, we're talking <laughs> about learning, and we're talking about community. These are yeah. the things that light me up. I look forward to contributing more to the Learn WordPress project. That's kind of part of the WordPress ethos is I, I, I benefit tremendously from uh, the WordPress ecosystem. I try to give as much as I can. I'm happy to help with Learn WordPress and, and what I can do there. So I look forward to connecting more around that. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I bet I'll see you one of these days at some WordPress event somewhere. And uh, thanks for all the value you dropped today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.